there are bands, artists, and musicians that have this uncanny ability to latch onto us and follow us throughout our lives, whether it be a song you can't get out of your head or an album that speaks on just about everything you're going through at that point in life. Either way, there's a connection involved that you never really ask for, but is one nobody can take away. Paramore is and has been that band for me for many years, which is exactly why this episode will be known as the Paramore episode. But um, my name is Leon, and thank you for tuning in to the highly anticipated season two, episode four of More To It, a podcast about perspective. So this is going to be pretty special because um, it's somewhat of a collaboration with the fan base more so. But as far as guest goes, she is a childhood friend of mine. And when it comes to music, she knows exactly she knows exactly what she's talking about, so I couldn't do this episode without her. And um, thank you to everybody else that will be named as we go on. So without any further delay, I want to introduce you all to Jada. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I what? always laugh after everybody gets introduced. I don't know what it is, but yo, thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you for inviting me. Oh, no problem. But thank you for uh, wanting to be a part of this, because we've been talking for pretty much what most of the year about yeah, this we've been talking about this for like over a year over a year mm-hmm. yeah we've been like on the low about it which, which is funny so i want to give a special thank you the first thank you and the first mention is um directly to anna who is the founder of paramoremusic.com we kind of emailed here and there and she gave me an idea to do a top 10 list of paramore songs and um I will read Anna's top 10, then Jada and I will get into ours, okay? Mm-hmm. Sounds good? Okay. Uh, so Anna writes, Below, I'm pacing my top 10 songs, which are obviously changing, mainly as I get older, but some are pure nostalgic love. I believe you understand. It's hard to put them in 1 to 10 position, but for today, here's how it is. So number one, she has a decode. And she also wrote, musically, this is one of the best Paramore songs ever. I absolutely agree. And I don't think anybody's going <laughs> to debate me on it. <laughs> because Yo Decode is a very solid song. Um, number two, she has Turn It Off. Number three, Conspiracy. Turn It Off is really good. Turn It Off is a good that song. Was, that almost made it in. Really? In your top ten? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, number three, she has Conspiracy. Number four, solid pick right here. Let the Flames Begin. That's that's like i feel like an underrated like fan fave yeah album deep cut yeah, yeah. so much that they made the part two and the- yo part two oh my god part yeah. two is flames yes yes also have the um the remember i sent you the article consequence of sound top 10 best paramore songs yeah and you and i were oh yeah we were upset about that Ooh, but happy that's kind of why we came up with our own mm-hmm. and i'm glad anna sent hers in because if we had to use i'd rather use hers as a template over that other one because the yeah. other one was was crazy so yeah number five is hard times number six she has 26 number seven now number eight the only exception number nine my heart and number 10 she picked a solid one for number 10 she picked stop this song lovesick melody mm. that song is fire that's an unreleased song it's an unreleased song yeah. that song is fire and when i when i read her list i was like i wish that i put that on mine but i didn't because okay. it was for reasons but that's anna's top 10 i told her she picked a very solid one i like it so now we're going to get into ours okay should i read the consequence of sound top 10 no no i, just, um, I don't know i guess it's like a contrast 
Let's not. Because okay. I'm going to be negative about it. I already know. And I don't really yeah. want to. So should I start or do you want to start? Bet. I'm going to go. With, I'll, I'll start with uh, my number one. So oh, oh, Are we going from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? 1 to 10. Oh, okay. Why you want to do the other way? Yeah. It would build up the suspense. I agree with Anna. My 10 are not my 10 of all time. Oh. These are just like, these are my 10 for right now. Because I agree. They do change. They do shift. It, yeah. it changes every year, mm-hmm. just about. All right, then cool. Let's start from one. Okay, so number one for me is careful. Yeah, careful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, hands down, careful is uh, one of my favorites from Brand New Eyes. The album starts with this track, and it's a slow build, but this is how I like to picture it, right? When I, whenever I listen to careful, it's like a door cracked open, and you're curious where this guitar feedback is coming from because that's that's what you hear and the next thing you know like bam josh jeremy taylor and zach come crashing through with this like explosive instrumental it mellows out a bit and then Haley joins in on the fun like that's just the beginning right so after that there's a slight pause before the chorus it's almost like i would say it's almost like you're given a second chance to catch your breath then you're pulled back in right And you're guided by some of the most passionate Paramore lyrics ever written, in my opinion. And it goes, when all that is waiting for you won't come any closer, you've got to reach a little more. Now, there are many interpretations of the song because there's so much to take away from it all once you kind of sit there and break it down. But if you're a dreamer like me, then you understand how good it feels to be encouraged to be encouraged to keep going and reaching for everything that's beyond like what's in front of you mm-hmm. so that's why i pick careful fair enough like yeah. i get from from careful that there's this wisdom mm-hmm. of like letting i feel like paramore at that time with those lyrics in my head came from a place of wisdom of like they're in a new space they're in a new space where like their first two albums were like them young and fresh and still figuring things out and by the third album they still have like they still have like the rawness and the grit and the gut and the power and everything mm-hmm. but they're a little more they were finding their sound they have a little control over yeah. it now like, yeah they get little, it yeah they get that they have a sound mm-hmm. you know yeah. they have a sound they have a, a voice a mission and i feel like they're kind of telling people after them especially because they know that not that they know but we there are people that have grown up with their music and mm-hmm. i feel like it's kind of like them us yeah us yeah. essentially yeah. <laughs> it's i feel like it's like them kind of telling other people that like you have to reach out can't be too careful you have to kind of sometimes take a risk and like reach out to things that may be beyond your grasp or mm-hmm. things that are not in your orbit but like the thing about wanting more is that whether it be within your grasp or not you're always going to want more yeah and yeah. i love that and one thing i have to say is that like paramore is really good with album openers mm-hmm. and i'm very big on how an album opens and i think anybody who listens to music whether it be casually or professionally i think that you should always have a really good grasp of this is how the album is going to be this is the tone for the album mm-hmm. this is how the album is going to exist and to me that all is a strong indicator when you have the first track and careful is a really good opening track it really and is it yeah is. it's like it kind of sets the tone because i think the production is really solid i think rob cavallo i think rob cavallo produced the album and rob cavallo's produced like he's a well-known rock 
producer he's produced a lot of people yeah and like he has this i think if i'm not mistaken he worked with nirvana or it could be that's probably butch vig never mind but yeah rob cavallo's worked with a lot of people and he has this really like to me has a really good way of like making bands that are really you know have really loud sounds mm-hmm. or really like signature sounds having it refined yeah like the the sonics of the sonics of the album the sonics of that song by itself mm-hmm. is really like it's still raw and gritty but it has like this it has this air of like refinement around it and i think that's what i like about careful is that like you still get like the power you still get everything you need but it does feel like it's in a really good soundproof room mm-hmm. and it's been so finely worked at yeah but it doesn't feel manufactured and that's what i like about careful is that like it feels very real but it also has like this like gloss around it that makes it that kind of holds it together it's very cohesive so then when you go into ignorance it's like ignorance is like a punch like careful is a yes. punch yeah. careful is a punch but like yeah. ignorance is like a gut punch yes yeah like, yeah for sure everything sounds so shrill and good and yeah yeah what what's your um what's your first my number pick? one is a tie so this is gonna be interesting so I have a tie between All I Want It and Misery Business. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, 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 that's cool. So, yeah, I think All I Want It is... Everyone's waiting for her, for them. Sorry, not say, let me not say her. Everyone's waiting for them to play it live. And Haley's like, nah, I'm not. I think it's because it's a very emotional song. And that scream. Like, obviously, yell, I think. There's a, there was a lot going on mm-hmm. with that song lyrically. There was a lot going on with the people who wrote the song, mm-hmm. Haley. I don't know who else wrote it, but, like, Haley Williams is the person who's obviously, like, to me, bearing most of the brunt when it comes to, like, what's going on sound-wise. Like, she's really, mm-hmm. she's going for lyrically, it. Lyrically, like, I, th- I think, yeah. Lyrically, I think she's she... going for it. Vocally, she's going for it. And it's just, like, the most insane we've ever heard her sound in a good way. To me, it's, har- to me, it's hearkening back to, like, the screamo of my heart. Okay. Yeah. And, and a I lot, think, a lot of people like my heart, which yeah. I'll get into later on. But a lot of people, a lot of people like that song. I think my heart is at the end of that first album, if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna look it up. Closer to the end, yeah. Yeah. So like the fact that, like, I don't know if they did this intentionally, but yeah, my heart is the last track on the first album, and they ended "Brand New Eyes" with "All I Wanted," and I, I don't think they did it on purpose, but like the most emotionally captivating and like darkest and like dynamic based songs are sometimes left for the last of the album Mm -hmm. and whether it be intentional or not i think that's really amazing because it gives a great lasting impression because first song is great the last song is great and it really gives you a good idea of what everything else sounds like in the middle and then misery business is probably my other number one because it is the song that opened me up to paramore yeah I'll talk about that later. Yeah, but, yeah, and then it got me into more of their other stuff. Got me into their first album, into their unreleased work that is still floating around YouTube, mm-hmm. and I still listen to it from time to time. Yeah, but I I know a lot of the unreleased stuff from back in LimeWire days. Yeah, because I was one of those people. Here we go again. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of unreleased songs. O Star. O Star. Um, Circle. If you want to get real deep, we could go into uh, Swim in Silence. Oh. Uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, which yeah. is a cover. Um, um, breathe for Love Tomorrow. Breathe. Yes, that's another good one. Um, the Love Love is Not a Competition cover. The Kooks, yeah. No, that's um, 
What? Can you give me, let me look back. Kaiser Chiefs. Sorry. It's Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, no, it's okay. You're right. Kaiser it's okay. Chiefs. Yes, Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah. There's so many. There's a few. There's quite a few. But so yeah, what, you, you, you get the point. You guys get the point. What's your number two? So my number two is um, ignorance. And I know it's in chronological order, right? I know. Uh, My number two is ignorance. Uh, I got two stories for this one. But first, let me take you back to a special moment in time. And now that I think about it, I don't know if we spoke about when I went to the Honda Civic tour. But... No. Oh, we haven't. I mean, I remember you mentioning it. Oh, okay. So now I'm, I'm telling everybody about the Honda Civic tour. Okay, cool. Publicly, this is the first time I'm speaking about this. So it was the Honda Civic tour, August 6, 2010. At Jones Beach Theater, right? The first time I ever saw Paramore live. So the crowd is amped. And I'm right along with them because I had no idea how this was going to go. But I couldn't wait. So the lights go out and then there's a mix of cheering and then Paramore, Paramore chants, right? Uh, the tour intro starts and then the lights start flashing in unison with the the crowd clapping. And we're all getting even more excited. Like we're just, like we're just anxious. We're ready to go. And actually, let me throw this in here. If you go to YouTube, you can listen to the Honda Civic Tour intro. And, yo, tell, that's a hard intro. That intro is. is hard. At, like, it's, it's really good. One of the hardest intros I've ever heard. But, yeah, so Haley starts jumping around. Jeremy and Taylor just going nuts. Uh, Josh is headbanging. And Zach, as he often does, right? It, like, he's killing it on the drums. Mm-hmm. And um, the intro ends. The whole stage lights up with the name paramore flashing on the led screen and um Haley does a specific yell and i've never been certain if it's uh if she's yelling oh or go but that yell kind of like ignites ignorance had it been an indoor venue all the energy would have blew like blown the roof off the place but lucky we were outdoors so mm-hmm. good for them but yo that night was like crazy I, I have footage of it somewhere. I don't even know if I can even salvage it because it's so old and it was kind of recorded on a potato. Um, <laughs> the reason why that was special is because that whole night, the whole everything was... Um, not only was it the first time me and Paramore were in the same place at the same time, but it was my first concert like ever. So that was something, right? Here's the second thing. So the next part has to do with the um, music video. And my sister Hope, she has no idea about this. <laughs> until now <laughs> um if you're a 90s kid or older you'll you'll get this next part so i'm in high school and this one morning i was getting ready for school and this was when mtv used to play music videos in the morning mm-hmm. you you know about that yeah yeah good times i'm not sure if it was mtv2 or mtv hits but as soon as i was about to turn off the tv and head out right the screen goes dark a door opens and the chills I got, like the chills I got when the camera zooms into into that tiny dark room and ignorance starts playing, I, I really almost lost my mind. Like I, I was so hype. Um, and somewhere in like the shock and awe of, of, of the whole moment, I guess, I realized like, wait a minute, this is like the world premiere for the video. At the time when MTV would, any MTV channel would do a... Um, a video premiere they would play it like once every hour or every other hour yeah um, at the top of the next hour yeah i cut school to watch ignorance wow every hour sorry hope <laughs> i'm sorry i cut school to watch a music video i know does she um, know this she doesn't know that and when this comes out she's gonna be like damn 
sounds like something you would do. But yeah, I cut school. It's very you, but like it's it meant me. a lot to you. It did. It did. Because it was so cool. Um, but yeah, so you're, you're number two. My number two is That's What You Get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like, because it's a fan favorite. It's like, it's one of the singles where everybody loves it, even if you don't know Paramore. Mm -hmm. If you don't like Misery Business, then you like That's What You Get. And even though, if I'm not mistaken, with the exception of like recently Haley singing Misery Business with Billie Eilish. I'll talk about that later. She has not performed or Paramore has not performed Misery Business years because of the sexist lyric yeah but they will play that's what you get they're like look if we're not gonna give you we're not gonna give you misery business we'll give you like the second popular song yeah which yeah. i totally get because yeah. you like you know people everybody comes from a myriad of different reasons you want to hear deep stuff mm -hmm. acoustic stuff you want to hear the favorites it is what it is yeah and that's what you get is is so um anthemic yeah it's anthemic Very it gets good you hype. i think everybody relates to like being with someone and thinking that like this is the person that you want to be with but then they're not that and it's like that's what you get when you're like, trying to like be with someone or that's what you get when you let your heart win yeah I, it's on don't don't worry it's a catch -22. it's on my list as well but i and i mm -hmm. i have some thoughts on that song and it's so like it's definitely like to me the like essence of like pop punk mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken because yeah the, the three chord guitar riff is so so beautiful it's like a ricochet it's incredible and yeah. it, like it stands alone by itself but then when the rest of the sound comes in it's like a force like a legit they have this force. is what they do paramore does this like yeah. they'll they'll bless you with a little bit of like uh, you know some notes or mm -hmm. or, or finger picking mm -hmm. or whatever um or some chords and then it's just like all right yeah we just want you to know we are a band and mm -hmm. this is what you're gonna get yeah it's like, melodic it's fun yeah it's anthemic yeah um oh, yeah it has it has like the most pop sensibilities out of that whole first album no that was from uh riot sorry second yeah i, I always think riot's their first album because no, it's the album it's, that put me onto them i know but I it's know. their second album. I, i'm not even and people are gonna be like what like i'm not even i wasn't i'll get to that later on too but i wasn't a fan of all we know was falling really yeah it was, i was i didn't hear it until later on i didn't yeah. i didn't give it a chance until later on but to say that that's the album that got me into the band no it's not right is the album that got right me into got the band. a lot of people into them got everybody everybody <laughs> no because Just i mean, about, I mean no, no, they no, had it, enough of a fan base to make a first album yeah which means that they were well known in like the underground and the people who like are in the trenches going to like these concerts every weekend mm -hmm. like they had the hearts and souls of that crowd but then like riot kind of just swept up anybody else who wasn't in the underground or who was but just hadn't heard of them yet it like, made everybody a believer because it's like yeah. okay we were already out here and if you wasn't trying to be a part of what we got going on like we're gonna we're gonna make you listen yeah and, and like, that's what they did swept everybody in and i yeah. think like it is the essence of pop punk because it's poppy it's melodic it embodies so much mm -hmm. and it's fun to dance around to it's really good melody i think the bass is really nice and very steady i think yet again Haley is delivering vocals yeah no that bass is solid jeremy is yo, incredible yo jeremy's the man and it really drives you along especially throughout the chorus it drives yeah. you along because everything is so like loud and forced within the melody of the bass is like really pulling you through it mm -hmm. and 
Haley's voice. I don't know if she tunes or warms up her voice to bass. Some people do it to piano. Sometimes some people do it to bass or guitar. It depends. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like her voice was so like well positioned in between the guitar and the bass. Mm-hmm. And then the drums kind of drive it home. I just think it's like a perfect song. And like has the most pop sensibilities out of that entire second album for me. So now we're on three. Mm-hmm. And number three, come on now. It's number three. Decode. Come mm. on. <laughs> That's an intense song. It's, yo, Decode. I'll get it. Okay. It embodies Twilight for me. I don't. But the thing with this is like, I don't, I don't know where to begin with it. Like, I don't know how to explain why i like it so much and i'm pretty sure people can understand where i'm coming from when i say this but like the history with that song is is deep like it is so deep like that's the only song that they've written so far um because i yo that clip of that new song oh boy but who knows sounds like sounds like a beast oh my god it sounds like they're not coming to play i cannot wait they're not here to play they're not here to play like yo it's a revival okay oh we, we've been out here yeah but since you want to see a revival yeah we're gonna give you it to see you. a revival we're gonna give it to you this is this is it absolutely but um decode is like the only song i could say without any second thought that's the paramore song i wish i wrote like i wish i could have mm-hmm. written decode because it's, it's it's so good um it's dark it's, it's so dark. it's dark but it's so relatable mm-hmm. it's like especially if you're if you've ever really had a relationship that's kind of it's complicated on the outside but it's also complicated on the inside the reason why it's complicated on the inside is between you and the person yeah you know and and like what can't i what is it about you that i can't figure out that y- i can't unlock that i can't decode exactly yeah exactly that's why i think it embodies twilight so well yeah yeah that i twi- mean you would think that twilight made that a lot of money no 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 no. let's be real here decoding decode. and Decode. I caught myself as well, but decode I definitely is oof. solid. That, okay, solid. That, the drums, the drums, oh. and I caught myself. The bass. Yeah. The yeah. The, the, the the guitar too is oof. incredible. It's I so just, melodic. It's it, so like. And it, I think it runs on a different drum. Like. Yeah. Most songs. You could sway to that song. Yeah, most songs run a four on a, like a four by four time measure. Mm-hmm. So it's like four beats within a measure okay and like i mean some songs switch it up sometimes it's like six eight three four but yeah i think i'm trying to figure out like if i looked at the sheet music for it i'd have to be looking at piano sheet music because that's the only thing i know to really read somewhat like wow you're better than me I, I'm, I'm just a guy that reads tabs that's it. <laughs> like um tabs is my thing it's always have, been like, my thing i have like a lot of like okay i guess this full disclosure I was in choir from eight till my adulthood. Like I'm currently in a choir. I just joined a choir for the first time in like three or four years. Really? So yeah. Why'd you stop? Oh, because, um, well, I did it in college. And then once I transferred from my community college and went to senior college, there was no choir. So mm. from 2018 to like 2022, I really didn't have a choir. But like now I'm back in a choir at my junior college. I'm not in the junior college, but like I, there's a choir and like they invited me. But good. yeah, so good. Like, that's just, good. Yeah, full disclosure, I have been singing in choirs in musical theater since I was like eight. Since yeah, since my adolescence. So like I know how to read some music. I was in choir outside of outside of school. I was in choir in church. I was in choir in summer camp. Mm-hmm. Did it all the way to college. So like I know how to read 
some music. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, but like I say, let's say I'd have to read like read it on sheet music to see what the time measuring is for it. But like it's something about that melody. It's just like yeah, or something like I yeah. think it's maybe just the drums that throws it off. Maybe it is in four, and it's just the it's just me bugging over the drums. I say let's say. We, we digress. I caught myself. It's actually not on my top ten. Yeah. If it's on your top ten, that's awesome. It, it's not, but decode is is what we're we're yes. talking about here. Decode it, decode made Twilight a lot of money. Let's be real here. One not, day, not that that matters, but yo, yeah. decode is come on One top tier. We will talk about the big twenty tens boom of like all the YA novels being adopted being adapted to screen oh we will and we've got the, a, oh, we've got some movies and things to talk and about the for sure amazing soundtracks that accompanied them mm, okay because after a while twilight soundtrack started being better than the movie yeah you're right oh, yeah boy. hunger games soundtrack fire I, honestly i kind of had enough of the um a thousand years a thousand years okay. i had enough of that song and that and the fact that they got put into that i'm like oh boy a thousand years is like it's <sighs> definitely like it's giving um, a Zales commercial. <laughs> Every kiss begins with K. Yes. It's you know it's giving like wedding commercial, and I yeah. get like where they're trying to go. They're trying to like tie this off in a pretty little bow. Emphasize the love. Emphasize and, the yeah. love between yeah. Bella and Edward, which mm-hmm. is yeah. In, but I think a thousand yeah. years should not have been the song that was pushed. Was that for part one or part two? Because part I one know. and part two to me just start to blend. Yeah, it blended. Yeah, two and, different albums, yeah. but it, it definitely blended. Um, well, I know. Yeah. I know. I think the same album. I don't want to say I know, but I think the same album produced that song that, I mean, had the song that Bruno Mars did. Oh, It, it Will so, Rain? Yeah, It Will Rain. And that was way better than Thousand Years. Ooh, that that should, that's the song that I think should have been. That song way better. That song and the Green Day song. I way even better. liked um, Meet Me at the Equinox. I don't know which one that's for. That's New Moon. Yeah, that was New when, Moon. When I was doing like uh, notes and, and prepping for the episode, I I started listening to that again for the first time in mm-hmm. maybe like 10 years. Mm-hmm. No wonder I really like I this song. I think New Moon soundtrack is like peak YA film soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Like that's when it was at its best. Because Eclipse was good. I'm trying to think of the song that really like, because there's always one song from a Twilight soundtrack that like kind of stood out from everybody. Like that is the song that kind of defined that movie. Mm-hmm. Decode was that for Twilight. Meet Me at the Equinox was that for New Moon. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the song for Eclipse. If I had to pick one that was kind of, I guess, a little lacking, it might have been Eclipse in terms of soundtrack, because I don't yeah. think there was anything that was emphatic on that album. I could Anybody could please feel free mm-hmm. to send me anything if I'm wrong about this, if you feel otherwise. But yeah, I think that was kind of like, eh, no. But uh, as far as Decode goes, uh, that's the first song that I learned how to play on guitar, like, mm, ever. I remember that. Yeah, I was I was very adamant on that one. And that's actually the song that got me into Bleach, the, um, mm-hmm. the, the anime. Because um, a friend of mine was watching a certain arc called the Aroncar arc, but it was a certain arc he was watching in the library. Because we'd go to the library instead of going to lunch. Mm-hmm. So I'd listen to Decode the whole period, 45 minutes, I listened to Decode. Mm. I know, right? And then he'd watch an episode and, you know, that's pretty much it. But I did this like every other day. Now, as far as the music video goes, I mean, I couldn't skip school to watch that one. But I do remember getting screamed at by my aunts about something. I don't remember what it was, but I had the video playing in the background and the TV was loud enough so you could hear, mm-hmm. like, you could hear it from the living room, which is where we were at. And I just was smiling. I'm, I can't remember what I was getting yelled at, but I was smiling because I'm hearing like 
Okay. <laughs> I'm hearing decode in the background. Yes. But that's okay, going I found on. the song that I think might have defined Eclipse. Okay. And I remember it being Is it Metro? It, it has to be between Metric, Metric and Heavy in Your Arms by Florence and the Machine. Mm, okay. Heavy in Your Arms is a bop, but that is a different band. We're not talking about that. But yes, yes. you played Decode. Yeah, I was. it was such a teenager thing to do, I know. But um, I definitely was getting yelled at the day that that video was getting was out. And um, yeah, but since we're on the music video, I want to I want to put this out there. Mm-hmm. Right. So you or anybody listening, do yourself a favor if you have Apple Music, that is. But they have a version of Decode where um, it doesn't have all the Twilight movie bits in it or anything like that. Like it's just straight Paramore, the whole video. Mm-hmm. But I like that version way better. I like it so much better. But if you watch that, watch that video and pay attention to Jeremy because Jeremy is the heart and soul of the whole video. I, mm-hmm. I promise you, like, bro, bro. <laughs> Jeremy's cool. But from his from the fits to like his movements, everything, like he just shined. That was, that was his video. Everybody else did that thing too. Uh, don't get me wrong because um, my favorite part in the whole video is right before Haley says, um, there is something I see in you. It's quick, but it's um there's like a unison headbang with her mm-hmm. jeremy and uh josh that part is my favorite part because it's like yo why are they so cool why are they so cool you know it's like oh my gosh but yeah jeremy definitely is the man in that video so yeah that pretty much sums up the code for me the code's my number three so what's your number three sorry your no number problem three. for a pessimist i'm pretty optimistic Ooh, <laughs> good one yeah very good one yeah yeah so yeah that is yet again like i said paramore is very good with album openers mm-hmm. each and every one of their albums have great album openers mm-hmm. and um i think for a pessimist i'm pretty optimistic kind of has the same vibe as careful but it's a little more like uncontrollable. Careful, it's like a little more yeah. wilder. Yeah, because careful is a little bit drawn out, a little bit. It's yeah. like you, like I hear something, but I don't know where mm-hmm. this is going. But with for a pessimist and pretty optimistic, it's like it's a smaller delay, yeah. and then it's just bam. It's another like, force. Yo. It's another yeah. like I feel yeah. like it's like riot is very much like this is who we are, this is what we do, and this is how we do it. Mm-hmm. And I love that for them, and I love that about them. Because every album, I feel like they're always trying to like prove themselves, which I think, yeah. which I think sometimes is a healthy thing to have, like wanting to prove yourself, wanting to like just like show what you can do, especially within like people feel like there's only a certain amount of capabilities that you have as an artist within a certain genre, which right. is not always true. Right. And I love that they do that. The thing that I like yeah. about um about them, like each of their albums, I notice is. And there are other artists that do this, but I think Paramore as a whole, they have gotten so okay with everything that they feel like they have to prove is to themselves. It's not, they're not like, oh, we're going to make an album like this because, you know, certain people want it this way and we're going to try to please everybody. It's like, no, 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 no. This is how, this is our feelings right now. This is us. This is a collection of what we're going through at the moment as a band separately and things like that. But we've come together and put some some words to it and and instrumentals and things like that and strings and whatever have you this is what we have to say right now and in this compilation and this is what you're gonna get you know you do what you will with it 
And I like that. I, I really like that, that they do that with every album. Mm-hmm. So we're, what, number four now? Yes. Okay. So number four is Crush, Crush, Crush. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So fun fact, right? Like I said earlier, I was not a fan of Paramount when they came out. Uh, the first song I heard, I think, was Pressure. Then I think it was Emergency. And then Misery Business. Which I guess now is the time Almost, to it. I forget. I forgot to mention one thing about for a pessimist and pretty optimistic. What's that? The guitar. Yes. The guitar. Yeah. Was that two guitars playing? Or was yeah. It just, okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because like, because uh, because um, the guitarist now was mm-hmm. the rhythm guitarist at that time, mm-hmm. uh, Taylor. Taylor but right. he, yeah, Taylor's the man. He's but, awesome. Yeah. But um, he was doing rhythm, and his mom was very strict. Like she's like, you can play with them, but you can't be in the band. You still got to finish school, like stuff like that. So, um, yeah, he did do a lot of. Uh, but the double guitars. The rhythm the, stuff, yeah. Yeah. And also reminded me a little of the Pixies with like the quiet, loud, quiet, especially mm. in the pre chorus, like before they hit the chorus. Yeah, yeah, that was what you think I would say. Yeah. You can't, yeah. 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 Oh, that's just, it's so, it's, it gives me like, it reminds me of all of like a little bit of the Pixies and the first album. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible it just gives you like a punch mm. it doesn't sound like they're trying to be pop they're just going for it but yes crush 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 yeah, is crush, a bop yes was crush. that the third single i think so no okay. was it i think that came up before that's what you get i'm not sure hmm. i can check okay but um i'll, I'll while you look that up i'll i'll mm-hmm. finish this, this so misery sorry. this thing with misery business right because misery business is not on this list for me um oh. Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about Misery Business, but mm-hmm. I'll get into it. I've disliked Misery Business for quite some time. I mean, I get it. It's done them wonders as a band, you know, and, and, and when it comes to popularity. But my issue was always when I would talk to anybody about the band and, you know, what songs they like. It's always that song. It's always that one song. And it's like, you, you don't. OK, can we talk about something else? Like, there's plenty of other really good songs. Like, what? come on give me something you know um i mean it took me some time to get over it but you know i don't really feel the same way anymore it's just like okay i acknowledge that it exists but like for so me to tell it is, people crush 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 is the third single okay right and then that's what you get was the fourth single and hallelujah was the second single oh wow okay okay cool but what made me okay with misery business was what you mentioned earlier and i gotta give a very special thank you and a shout out to billy eilish because yo <laughs> billy <laughs> when billy <sighs> billy she has all my respect because when she brought Haley out for that coachella performance this year she did that she did that and they sounded incredible incredible incredible, incredible yeah and when Haley realized like yo like i'm really hitting these notes like you could see it on her face she was really confident really excited and that that moment there gives me so much so much hope and um things like that for uh six more as people are calling it that's what they're calling the next album because it's a six album i mean yes yeah rihanna uh, has r9 yeah paramore has six more that's funny (laughs) but yeah that that moment so billy kudos to you kudos to you for that she's just an amazing artist she is she really is um but back to crush 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 so none of those other songs that i heard 
before then i don't even think i heard hallelujah at the time actually mm-hmm. but um until way later but after i heard crush 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 no when i saw the video i was like oh yeah oh yeah i'm 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 on the span wagon i'm on the span wagon now for sure because mm. um, at the time like jeremy's hair in the video like his hair was looking cool he's always had cool hair josh mm-hmm. always had cool hair yeah and then both of them just i'm like yo these are the coolest guys ever <laughs> um yeah but the whole song from start to finish is a is an absolute banger you're like you come on especially the bridge you know that that rock mm-hmm. and roll baby oh yeah you know, what that sets you up what? that sets you up for like the the big the big finish the yeah finale. yeah that gives me chills all the time pre-chorus, yeah oh yeah like bridges like they mm-hmm. they ate that that was really good yeah i really like you know crush 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 that made me a yeah. paramore fan and the video is pretty good too it's good it's really it's like, good it's like post-apocalyptic mm-hmm I like they're Haley's, in the desert yeah. thing and Haley's yeah. hair was as red as i'd ever seen it it was actually like red orange. there was some purple in it there was yeah. orange there was yellow mm-hmm. um very interesting my number four your number four is careful <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so, yeah like i said i'm gonna say it over and over again album openers like it's really intense really well really yeah really well produced mm-hmm. and like i said has a refined energy to it but it also has like still like gutsy and gritty and very powerful um Haley is singing her face off yes um, you can like see the, it in the video she's yeah, just like going for she's it she's just giving it her all mm-hmm. and that's all we could ask for in this life yeah but um yeah yeah oh no 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 those drums zach the drums is a, intense zach is a monster on them drums in that song like oh my goodness it's like, a, like they have a very good way of doing like a wall of sound mm-hmm. kind of like um what's his name mutt lang i don't know if you've ever heard of him no he's a producer he works with shania twain he worked with shania twain like co-produced and produced a lot of her music from mm-hmm. the 90s like a lot of her popular music mm-hmm. he also did before he worked with shania twain i think he worked with def leppard and Def Leppard like was like well known, especially like for like that I think that late eighties album, the late eighties album where they did um, pour some sugar on me, like that album that was kind of like their comeback album. There's a lot going on. Somebody lost an arm. Well, the drummer lost an arm, and he's still playing. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's still playing. That's crazy. He found a very he found a very interesting and detailed way to play. So like after like that tragedy happened, mm-hmm. they had that album and that album was kinda like their big comeback album. And the guy was just like they're just giving it their all and like wow. it's kinda had their resurgence. But like Mutlang, I say all that to say, Mutlang worked with them and he kinda helped them build like this wall of sound. Okay. Like where it's it's very like it's very reminiscent of like eighties hair metal, but it also has like a <laughs> like a certain like raw, more raw quality right. than like as opposed to like a poison no shade but that, I, that's a whole different that's saying. a whole different genre decade yeah yeah but um I, which like whose influences i can still see in a lot of artists like now mm. especially around that time of like pop punk and emo in the 2000s yeah. but um they have like this really interesting wall of sound kind of quality where like it just feels like a giant rush it just feels like you know it's concentrated and it yeah it's like it's like this loud element but it's still produced so it doesn't feel super crazy mm-hmm. and i feel like Mutling did like a really good job with that and mm-hmm. i feel like careful kind of reminds me of that same quality yeah this just reminds me of that and i think careful is very reminiscent of that and in, kind of influential on a lot of like other 
artists, especially like that album with the production. I think Careful is a great, great um, indicator of that. What's your number five? Uh-oh. <laughs> I totally skipped That's What You Get. That's What You Get was actually my number four. And Crush, really? Crush, Crush was my number five. But you know oh. what? That's fine. But the thing I will say about That's What You Get is um, I like that it's catchy and and so upbeat for a song about like what happens when you let your emotions guide your actions when it's really so much better to think things through and decide how you react from there mm-hmm. um i say this because you know i'm I'm a bit of a romantic myself which i'm You're aware yes but i'm aware of how rare that is these days but it's not rare i just think that people are guarded very guarded okay well i think the amount of R&B I listen to says otherwise, but you know, like people are very guarded. They just yeah. they're very reluctant to be romantic because it's being seen as weak. I okay. mean, and I feel like that's just, that's not just now. Being romantic involves a layer of vulnerability that not everybody feels like they have the range to do, even though they may have the range. Yeah, and being vulnerable is like weakness, and romance is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Love is vulnerability, which makes people very reluctant towards giving that to the wrong person. Or who they feel is the wrong person. I agree with you, though. Everyone's um, fear of... Fear of intimacy. Fear of intimacy, yes. But with the message of, you know, not letting your emotions or following your heart too much um, being the message of the song, mm-hmm. I think sometimes you, you get that feeling, you know, like the feeling to take a chance and you know fall in love one more time or uh the feeling to wake up one day and just start changing your life or the feeling to want to like wholeheartedly pursue something that you've worked so hard to create you know mm-hmm. that's when you follow your heart i think yeah. that's when you when you get that feeling then that's when you know but yeah. the, you you can end up in a situation where like well that's what you get you know, yeah. if you're not too careful, you see what I did there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a ball with this. You're so punny. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like they say, you know, when you when you follow your heart, you have to pace yourself. Yes. Well, maybe this is what I'm saying. Be but careful. When you follow your heart, you have to pace yourself because anything worth having is usually worth the time it takes to get it. You know, number six. Number six is grow up. Ooh, I, love I grow like up. grow up. I love grow up. I was up. not expecting that. Grow up, yes. Okay, so I fell in love with the song immediately. Like as soon as I heard it, I'm like, yeah, this is this is in the top for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so much that when I was thinking of a name for, I think it was episode nine. Yeah, it was episode nine of the first season. This song title, "Grow Up," came to mind, mm-hmm. and that's what I named it to to go with it. It just made sense, and uh, what resonated with me is like the chorus. And it goes, some of us have to grow up sometimes. And so if I have to, I'm going to leave you behind. Um, Because believe it or not, like, that's the type of mindset you get uh, accustomed to as an adult. Like, you know, the older you get. And if you're, well, at least half of us do anyway. But if you're 29 and older, I think you know what I'm talking about. I think once you, I don't think it's just applicable to people who are like 29. I think it's like anybody who's moving from a certain a certain time mm-hmm. and space in their lives and they're going into a different era and phase like i would say even people who like 
are leaving high school and going into college or people who are leaving college and going into adulthood like okay you know yeah like you people the people that you think that you're going to be friends with and the people that you think you're gonna like spend the rest of your life with may not be that person for you mm-hmm. and it's all about figuring it out after it's like well sometimes i have to grow up sometimes so if i have to i'm definitely gonna leave you behind because yeah. we're just like love you much but we're just not in the same space or even in um or even family too it's like mm-hmm. well, I, I love you but like I gotta cut you off i gotta <laughs> that's one way to look at it but it's like i gotta move on mm-hmm. i love you but i gotta move on because i have to i gotta figure out who i am i have to do the things that i want to do yeah, and things that serve you yeah the things that serve you and um the lyrics are a little mean though yeah there's a there's a few videos floating around of um them performing the song back in 2018 i believe mm-hmm. it is and um towards the end Haley includes the chorus of 20 something by scissor have you ever heard it no yeah i gotta show i gotta oh send it to God. you i gotta send it to you um and you know 20 something is an incredible song in mm-hmm. its own right that's an incredible song that is it almost makes you cry how good it is yeah so the lyrics for those of you who don't know the lyrics go how could it be 20 something all alone still not a thing in my name ain't got nothing running from love only no fear that's me miss 20 something ain't got nothing running from love wish you were here now if you've managed to get through most if not all of your 20s without knowing what heartbreak feels like then shout out to you because that feeling either puts you in a mental state where you really are running from giving or receiving love or you get so attached to the idea of searching for it you do just about anything no matter what just to have that feeling again and it, it's tough and on top of that it sucks when you're in your 20s and the thought crosses your mind one day like damn i really don't have anything that's actually my own yeah um or in my name everyone <laughs> like, can connect to that yeah so whoever from the band decided it was a good idea to blend those lyrics into a song about not being afraid to pick up what little you have mm-hmm. realizing you're done with the norm and leaving whoever and whatever behind like that's that's genius that's really genius to me so yeah what's your uh, number six number six is conspiracy conspiracy yes yeah. okay because it's just so gut-wrenching it is it's like about trust and losing power and like being at a low point lyrically mm-hmm. and i just think the music is so devastating it's almost like a score to a film mm-hmm. and yeah i just love the way it's like the love the way it's produced i love the guitar they start with the music from the chorus mm-hmm. And it's like a wave yet again. It's just like a wave of really like amazing, heartbreaking sound. Then it has like that abrupt like, and I'm like, yeah, that is so yeah. good. Oh yeah, it it's so it it good. Yeah. It is a it's standout like a, from the first ooh, album. You're like, ooh, yeah. oh my god, yeah. And Haley is singing. She just emotes so much mm-hmm. in her music mm-hmm. that really makes me amazing. Like, really makes me feel amazing. And it has like this surrounded. Like, with, she's there's a part where she says surrounded by uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I'm so unsure. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so fitting because yeah. you know. It's, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, you know? it just sounds yeah. like it sounds yeah. like a it sounds like a kid being like awakening to like some harsh truths mm-hmm. in their lives. It sounds more like a like a teenager's realization of the world. Yeah, like they're That's realizing, oh my like. god, everything's a lie. They're like, wake. They're like woke to like, oh my god, everything sucks. 
people lie, people cheat, people steal, they hurt you. Mm-hmm. And how do I how do I contend or deal with the fact that I've lost my power or lost this power of innocence? Yeah. There's a there's a certain like loss of power and energy. And yeah, to be to be that whimsical in life, you only get that truly, truly once as a child. So when you're a teenager and you realize a lot of things are not true, a lot of the people are not being honest with you, or people that you or maybe someone that you're dating is not being Who they honest appear to with be you as well. Yeah. It was a lot of that and I feel like they do have a couple of songs that they that deal with that subject matter throughout the rest of their discography. Mm-hmm. But I think conspiracy captures it so beautifully. Some we don't realize how some of these songs could actually really trigger and hurt a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Or especially the creators of the songs. Yeah. Like we're like, yes, we're too busy like communicating that to you guys and you guys are communicating that energy back to us. But it's just like Sometimes it's just a little too much because you're the person who wrote it. You're the person that knows that this has happened to you. Mm-hmm. And you know like what inspired this. Yeah. Or even the people around you. Even if it wasn't you that it happened to. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know what happened to that person. Yeah. And then you're translating it into song and it brings up a lot. Yeah. What's your number? Did you already say your number six? Yeah, it was Girl Up. Yes, grow up. So grow up and then yours is conspiracy. So What's number seven. Number seven is actually future. Ooh. I love future. And I could listen to future every day. Every day. Um, because that's just that's just my mindset. Like I'm thinking about the future all the time. That's how I've always been. And I feel like I'm learning more now to kind of cherish things and and to be more present and stuff like that but i'm also very aware that my decisions and my actions and things like that impact the future so i'm con mm-hmm. that's why i'm constantly like constantly thinking about what's ahead but when it comes to the song for me like there's there's no other paramore song i feel like literally straps a rocket to my thoughts and allows me to dream yeah. to my heart's content you know mm-hmm. I trust where my thoughts go every time I listen to it. And when the vocals, like throughout the vocals and then when the instruments do their thing throughout the remainder of the song, it's just like, man, you know, I don't know how you get it, but you get it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I haven't I re- listened to Future in a long time. Future is a really good song. But what's uh, your number seven? My number seven is Pressure. Okay. It's yeah, I have two songs from All We Know Is Falling. Yeah. Okay. That's Wait, fine. Wait, I realized I skipped my number five. Okay. It was Brick by Boring Brick. Oh, okay. That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> okay, one. We so keep do, we we're just botching this list. Yeah, I mean, sorry guys. Sorry. It's okay. But, but like yeah. at this point I'm just gonna go through mine again. One is all I wanted, misery business. Two is that's what you get. Three is for a pessimist and pretty opti- for a pessimist and pretty optimistic. Four is careful. Five is brick by boring brick, and then six is conspiracy. Seven is pressure. I'll do pressure and brick by boring brick really quickly. But since we're on pressure, pressure was I think their first single from all we know is falling, mm-hmm. and it's really good. It's intense. It's heavy. The guitar riff is immaculate. Um, I like the way it starts. 
Yeah, it's tell very, me where our time went and if it was time well spent, like, damn. Yeah. Damn. How old are you talking like that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, it was so good. Like, very good. The, yeah. the, the staccato of, like, the guitar. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just really good. And I think it's really intense and it's quick. And it's, yet again, another emblem of, like, youth and feeling like he could feel so much on you. And yeah. I think, like, that album really captures them at such a youthful era mm-hmm. in their lives where they're like feeling everything everything feels so new yeah. everything feels so intense all at once and it's really awesome and i think pressure does a really good job of that um the video i could do without but it, it like it wasn't a bad video it was just very much it was, like it was a, the start it, it was, was like a very much the it was, first video yeah it was very yeah. much a first video it was very much a 2005 mm-hmm. um fueled by ramen fuse tv yes yes production <laughs> i know exactly and, what you um, mean too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it also reminded me of like high school like feeling a lot of pressure and then break by boring brick really quickly the pre-chorus is fabulous mm-hmm. um the ba yeah anthemic it's fun anthemic. it's fun it's fun it's intense yeah it reminds me of like a nice crisp fall day mm-hmm. um Bury the Castle, like, it's just so good. Haley sounds amazing. The guitar, the do 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 is really yeah. amazing. <laughs> the drums, like, they have, like, this like, Yo, little double time I'm telling you, that's Zach. That's Zach. Zach like, he's the man. is intense on the drums. He is. Like, he's so good. He's really good. Like, he should be drumming in everything. Everything, yeah, like, pretty that much. Double, that double time drum, and, like, it's just so amazing, and it just puts me in a certain, like... The lyrics of like wanting of like breaking free of like like this allegorical mm-hmm. fairy tale situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the lyrics were with your feet in the ground and your heads in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Go dig a shovel. We'll dig a deep hole to bury the castle. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I just think that song is like it's quick. It's to the point. It puts you in a certain mind and headspace, kind of like what pressure does. I am yeah. so sorry. No, what no, is no, your no, number no, no. seven? No, 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 no. I I told you it was a uh, future. Future. Yes. Right. We're we're on and eight now. Yeah, I'm horrible. Eight. No, it's okay. It's okay. So my number eight is um, fake happy. I love fake happy. <laughs> oh my god, I love fake happy too. I love fake happy. I remember the first time I heard it, like, and even now, see, I'm I'm just smiling so hard. Like mm-hmm. I, it's just. It's a very good song, but mm-hmm. I think I think the reason why I was smiling so hard when I first heard it was like, I think at that point in life, I was doing a lot of that, just smiling and laughing mm-hmm. when I was not, I wasn't happy at all, like at all. And thinking back on it, a lot of the people I spent time with when the album came out, they were doing the same exact thing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so when Haley sang uh, the words, oh, please, I bet everybody here is fake happy too. It makes so much sense why I found mm-hmm. comfort in the song. And yeah. Yeah. It also reminds me of like, it gives me like kind of, it's reminiscent or like a more like an adult version of Grow Up. Mm-hmm. Like Grow Up was like to me very like, I'm going to mirror it to my time in my life. That album came out in 2013 and like ran in 2014. Mm-hmm. So like I was in high school going into graduating high school, going into college. So like me growing up with this band and like hearing them say Grow Up. And, like, you know, Branch Out kind of gave me, like, the wake-up call because I had always felt it, but I had never really said it. Mm. And, like, that song kind of, like, mirrored what I was feeling. And I was like, okay, so now somebody understands how I feel. But then 
fake happy does a really good job of doing that as a grown as a grown up because like you have to do a lot of shaking hands and kissing babies acting like you want to be somewhere where you don't being around certain people that you don't want to be around but because you feel like you have to be with them you you do it mm-hmm. and it's like no like we did not just sing all we did not just sing grow up to leave people behind to be around people that we have to feel like we be fake around like yeah oh like, please we didn't make these songs to tell to encourage you to still be the same person and still be around the same people yeah. that serve you no purpose you know and yeah i appreciate that oh please i bet everybody here is big happy too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. smiling when i smile with my teeth but, but you, you believe, believe me, me. Oh. like i'm like Ah, I get it. Yeah, like we have to I be so it. fake just to get what we want. Yeah, it's so. Or good. just to get by. Not, yeah. not it's. It, I think what we usually want is some sort of like just peace or like comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like please, I'll fake it till I make it. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. Um, yeah. But what's your number eight? My number eight is ain't it fun? Ooh, <laughs> solid. Okay. I think ain't it fun? Ain't it fun is one of their best songs. Absolutely. Even though, like, they won them a Grammy. Yeah. 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 And like, I mean, Paramore Grammys have Grammys have not been specifically kind. No. To Paramore. No. And the fan base has let them know very much so about that. Yeah. Which I mean, I agree. Like, yeah. There's so many times they could have like won a rock category i feel the same mm-hmm. way about florence and machine yeah the grammys have not been very kind to florence and machine or paramore when it comes to alternative and rock categories i think yet again grammys has like a very storied history with like as they do with hip-hop music they have the same thing with rock music mm-hmm. it just like i feel like it's just a lot of they just push they have to everything catch up. Yeah. yeah they just push everything in one direction i don't um, know how the grammys have been around for so long and no shade it still feels like they are still catching up to so many things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you have so many people, so many listeners, so many young people, people of all different ages and backgrounds that listen to so many different types of music. Mm-hmm. Pull them in and like make it relatable and relevant, and people will be receptive to the Grammys and not just feel like it's like another stuffy white tie event where like people are getting snubbed or yeah. like not getting snubbed, but just like it just feels like we are looking at people or at a system that is still constantly trying to catch up with things that have been going on. Yeah. But yeah, yeah sorry. So I'd say, ain't it fun? Got them the Grammy. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the video where like, they're like breaking all these random um, records. records. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Literally, they were breaking yeah. actual records too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the gospel edge yet again, breaking convention of what they can do mm-hmm. within their genre Haley is giving vocals. Yeah. She's singing so soulfully. Oh, Jeremy on that bass. The though. bass line. Ooh. I was just about to get into bass line. Ooh. The bass line is nasty. The bass line nasty. is fun. It drives the song home, especially mm-hmm. towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a gr- it's great live. And then when you hear them do, okay, specifically the performance that they did in England. Mm-hmm. I think it was a BBC concert. I forgot what it was, but it was during it was during the self titled self titled Paramore era. Mm-hmm. I think they did something with Queens of the Stone Age that that time. Okay, and um, yeah, like the singing, the, the performance, especially the live performance of Ain't It Fun, is intense. Yeah, it's so good. It just brings people together. Everybody knows how it feels to break out into the real world and like figure out like, okay, I'm out of college or I'm out of this certain period in my life. What am I going to do? How am I going to move? I'm moving to a different city. I'm moving to a big city where, like, the connections aren't that big. 
or I know nobody. So mm-hmm. what am I going to do? How am I going to make it happen? Because, you know, you're not the big fish in the pond anymore. Yeah. So what are you going to do? How are you going to figure it out? Yeah. And I think that's it's a universal feeling. And the song brings it home. The melody, yeah. it just it's so it's yeah. So I, that's much that's fun. very interesting. I didn't I didn't think about it like yep. that. But that's yep. I just really like the song. But that wow. Number nine. Number nine, twenty six. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I watched her sing it and she cried. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a crying story of my own, right? Mm-hmm. But let me take you back a bit. So the year is twenty seventeen, and I remember that summer I had after laughter and scissors control album on heavy rotation mm-hmm. like i was just listening to those two albums pretty much and um one song constantly got skipped because it begins with some of the saddest notes on a paramore song arguably maybe in the morning might be on equal level with this one but mm. um mind you like this is new york you know and like the last thing you want anyone to do is to catch you crying in public so i figured if i avoided listening to the to the specific song mm-hmm. i'd avoid embarrassment you know that came from mm-hmm. the waterworks well that came with the waterworks i guess until one day where i was really just dreading working for the company i was working for mm-hmm. something told me to give the song a listen and it was 26 and um i did okay i could you know keep my cool you got through it i got through most of it no i I got through a nice portion of it but as soon as i heard hold on to hope if you got it don't let it go for nobody my head dropped and i just i just burst into like the quietest (laughs) the quietest crying session like known to man and i know i kept the song on repeat Mm -hmm. pretty much the whole day after that so anybody if you ever find yourself alone and you need a really good cry listen to 26 Mm. um how you feel afterwards is up to you but to for me the song hit like a truck but yeah i think 26 is a beautiful song it's a beautiful song i think it's very well written Mm -hmm. and it's very it's introspective and it's so introspective and relatable it's like one of the very few times that you get well not very few because they have like a lot of like you know they have a couple of slow burn beautiful Mm -hmm. songs that Mm -hmm. really like are so well done but it's so intimate and so quiet and it really feels like it's a major sign of growth Mm -hmm. on Haley and paramore's end all together but what's your uh number nine my number nine is now okay okay it's the first single i believe from the self-titled it is yeah and it's kind of like they're welcome back after brand new eyes. Mm-hmm. It had been a while because the last album came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. Then Paramore's self-titled album it was uh, 2013. came out in 2013. Yeah. So yeah. 09, 10, 11, 12. It's been four years almost. And music has changed so much. Mm-hmm. Pop, like I think the pop punk, quote unquote, era had kind of like fizzled out of like mainstream popularity yeah a lot of bands were still trying to figure out who they were outside of like that big boom and what they were trying to do mm-hmm. some bands just kind of took a break altogether and yeah. kind of came back in this most recent revival yeah yeah um, yeah everybody's like coming so out dope. of the so dope out of hiding yeah but i also love the bands that have like i love the bands that took a break Mm-hmm. I also love the bands who have been powering through the decade, mm-hmm. regardless with their fan base. Mm-hmm. The other band I can think about is like Brand New. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Fall Out Boy, 
Fall Out Boy, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. they kind of had like they had a resurgence earlier than the pop punk revival, yeah. but I love that they still have that and they still. I think I think it was at a point where music was getting to a point where if you knew who you were, it was solidified, mm-hmm. and if you were trying to figure out who you were, then it showed. You know, like that sort of thing. I think music yeah. was at that point at that at I that think time. People yeah, people were trying to like. Yeah, I think because, like we said, music always changes. There's always a new sound that is, like, you know, sinking its teeth into everyone's consciousness. And yeah. a lot of those bands, there were so many bands that came out, like, that, that changed and, like, looked different from, like, if you want to go far back from the 90s to the 2000s that have, like, been in that pop-punk emo era altogether mm-hmm. that either fizzled out, took a break, or continued to trudge through the decade. I mean, yeah. I think I'm in. I think I mentioned Panic at the Disco. No, but, but that's I mean, another solid one. Yeah, like they, solid they've band, yeah. they've gotten through the decade, and their their sound is completely different. Very different, yeah. And that's just you know a testament to how they've grown and where they want to be, mm-hmm. and that's totally dope. Yeah. But I say all that to say, when Now came out, it was so refreshing to finally hear a like pop punk emo like song that was so heavy in like in pop rotation and it's it's a it's a rock song mm-hmm. it's intense it's like i'm not I'm, I'm i'm gonna say renegade but it's not i'm not referring to the title of the song but right, right. yeah but like, i just think of like renegade i think about it's like it's like a rally a rally cry a war mm-hmm. cry rallying the troops kind of like paramore fighting for their spot yet again trying to prove themselves mm-hmm. but like in a way that like they're not trying to outdo anybody. They're just trying to be themselves. Yeah, they're pro- trying to prove themselves to themselves. Yeah, and yeah. just show you what they've got. Yeah. And I think now is so emblematic of that. I think um, I think it's also a very optimistic song. It's a very optimistic like, song. I've been listening to that a lot lately, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole self-titled album, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they put in that from Crack. start to finish. Yeah, from start to finish, because I'm like... Everything I'm going through is this. Yeah. Is this album? This is insane. If there's a future, we need it now. We need. Like, I want it now. It like we so want it now. Good. And I feel yeah. like they're just they're fighting and they're so scrappy and they're in the trenches and they're giving. And then mm-hmm. Haley's vocals, I cannot praise them enough. Yeah. But yeah. she is singing her face off yeah, yet again yeah. <laughs> when she does yeah. it live. I think it's the BBC performance yeah. where like she's singing it and she's just like trudging through the stage mm-hmm. and wailing i love that like giving and it was just like a so uh it's just it makes you feel so much and then yeah. once it hits that last chorus after she's like belting to the gods mm-hmm. then it comes back down like a crash into like the last chorus this is the band that i've been what i've been waiting for like this yeah. is it yeah. this is the band i've been listening to for years and they're back and they're just giving it. They have now in the same album as Still Into You. Yeah. It's like range. Range. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like I stand no, okay. that song. And yeah, yeah. there's a time and a place to die, but this ain't it. Yeah. She's giving. She's yeah. she's giving. Yeah. But what's your number ten? It's the last song. You can go with your number ten first. <laughs> okay, you're gonna laugh. It's no. fake happy. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no i mean what well, no, because we had already talked about it that's okay i mean it's good to know that we have some songs on the same list yeah i mean well, why'd you pick fake happy though i picked fake happy because yet again it's one of those things where it's like we're grown i'm not faking it mm-hmm. like kind of like delving through the real world it's very like post grow up post um ain't it fun i thought the video was really good mm-hmm. like when she's like running through like brooklyn bridge park yeah yeah and like i love the bodysuit yeah she's just singing the production's really well done mm-hmm. the guitars oh, are great like zach um directed the video i believe oh, if i'm nice. not mistaken yeah i love it like that oh that's so oh yeah they do very interesting things in their bridges yeah and like they just every bridge that you hear in one of their songs it's never the same as the other yeah yes exactly they just let it out like it's like okay like if this feels right we're just gonna do it and happy is that girl (laughs) yeah for sure what's your number 10 my number 10 are we doing honorable mentions too we're just gonna list them we'll do the honorable mentions after this yeah i'm saying like are we just gonna list them um yeah we'll just list them so the final song on this list is not exactly a paramore song but it's one of the best covers they've ever done Ooh, it's one of the best covers they've ever done okay right um i'm not sure how many people know this but in 2006 this is a little bit of history before i get into the song um but in 2006 the band released an ep called the summer tick but Mm -hmm. it was yeah but it was only sold during the year that year's warp tour so timeline wise this is in between all we know was falling and riot it's a four track ep with the screamo version of emergency Ooh, right um a highly underrated unreleased song that you mentioned earlier this Mm -hmm. circle this circle is a very good song it is it's it's so underrated but it's unreleased so i kind of get it but like Mm -hmm. if you know you know o star is also on there and your number 10 and it's the cover of stuck on you Oh my which god! Is, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, which is originally written and recorded by a band called Failure. Uh, Ken Andrews, the lead singer of um, Failure, he produced Paramore's self-titled album. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So he's it's funny like, how that all I came mean, he together. He was a fan of the. He was a fan of the cover. Yeah. So. He was a fan of the cover, and he's. I guess jumped on board yeah he's like i love y'all um, i'm gonna produce the album yeah yeah i mean well done ken andrews ken andrews yeah thank you ken andrews from failure and thank i've definitely you. heard of failures i've definitely heard of failure i've just never got the band names oh okay the band no, members that's, names no that's that's fine yeah. um failure falls into that realm of uh that late 90s like uh sunny day real estate yeah i think they we fallen. did we did discuss that and we did like through like through dms we did talk about failure and sunny day real estate and like yeah. that middle ground of like the late 90s early 2000s of like it's not blink 182 mm-hmm. but it's not like anything else yeah it's in its own lane yeah yeah um but it's, it's part of the rock scene still but it's in its own lane mm-hmm. um but this is the one quote unquote paramore song that is it's a complete mystery to me in the sense that i don't i don't know where i was when mm-hmm. i first heard it but i know for a fact that i spent an entire summer learning to play it on guitar and when i listened to that uh i remember that summer i remember listening to um summer skin by death cat for cutie mm-hmm 
Yeah, so, song. you know, so I, clearly I was feeling I know, a lot. Feeling a lot, exactly. It stuck on you is just yeah. it's and, uh, heartbreaking. I agree with that, but I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But I, I feel like there's, there's so many in- interpretations as to what the song is about. But to me, the first word that comes to mind to describe it is like, it's haunting. Mm. It's a haunting song, you know? I'll play it for you guys in a bit so you kind of understand my interpretation of, of what it is so it kind of makes sense. Um, but I say it's haunting because we do this thing when people come into our lives. Uh, we share music or even create playlists for them because a song reminds us of them, gives us this false perception of what could have been or replays a moment in time spent with them. Uh, I think we've all been there before. Then this invisible line connecting us to them either blossoms into something where the music says everything we can't put in our own words and that becomes an everlasting love language or it becomes something almost heartbreaking because because you've shared so much music with each other and then suddenly you're no longer a part of each other's lives and all that's left are lyrics and verses tied to whatever memories we keep of them and i think the song is so layered and color-coded in truth but you know i'll, I'll let you guys make your mind up about it is this a wedding song is it a wedding song? Is it your wedding song? No, I won't tell you that. I will not tell you my <laughs> wedding song. Why? Because uh, I won't. Um, I have okay. a few wedding songs, actually. Uh, one of them is a Paramore song, but there's a few. If it's um, the only exception. What? If it's the only exception. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, so here's here's a snippet of the cover if you've never heard it before. god oh my god you did it so well it's like it's haunting it, but it's like love yeah but it's also like obsession yeah yeah right it's 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 a great song it's a beautiful it's a really song. it's a really beautiful song and they do covers so well um a couple i can name off my head off the top of my head stuck on you um like we said love is not a competition mm-hmm. use somebody even oh the, yes yeah. use somebody i forgot about that even one. the passion fruit cover passion fruit yeah i like um, that one yeah and okay. my hero oh my god my How can hero forget about my hero right that's right okay so that is our we'll we'll just say the songs from one to ten again so it makes sense to people because yes. i know we've been all we, over the we, place we jangled that up yeah so for me I'll and go then first. Also mention your um honorable mentions. Oh, that's right. That's right. So we'll do the 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 one to ten, and then the honorable mentions. Got it. Okay. Um. So number one, careful. Two, ignorance. Three, decode. Four, that's what you get. Five, crush, crush, crush. Six, grow up. Seven, future. Eight, fake happy. Nine, twenty six, and ten, the failure cover of stuck on you 
cool. Those are those are my ten Paramore songs. I feel so goofy because I probably asked you a couple of times, like, "What's your number eight? You're like, "It's that." I'm like, "No, yeah. no, no. It's no. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay." Now, as far as my honorable mentions, I'm gonna pick. I guess one from just about every album, if I can. Just about. Okay, so honorable mentions will be "Whoa," "Let the Flames Begin," mm. "Where the Lines Overlap," mm-hmm. "Monster." forgiveness Ooh, yeah i was just remembering that as i was coming over here yeah forgiveness and ain't it fun those are my honorable mm. mentions yeah okay um so yeah you're 10 and then your honorable mentions top 10 it's a tie for number one all i wanted and misery business two that's what you get three four pessimist and pretty optimistic four careful five brick by boring brick six conspiracy seven pressure eight ain't it fun nine now and ten fake happy my honorable mentions are born for this mm. Mm. okay flames okay fences another oh my another god underrated, fences is so good another underrated fences fan favorite so good. deep cut mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's so different like it's a throwback. It's like um I don't know what era of music this was, but it takes you back to that like vaudevillian. Yes, yes. Like you it know? almost reminded me a little bit of Panic at the Disco. Yes, when they were kind of going to like little vaudeville, they were like kind of steampunk ish. Yeah, yeah. Like but more, almost but like more a Moulin so Rouge. More Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Yes, that's where Fences falls mm-hmm. into play. Um, but yes, go ahead. Um, Let the flames begin. Mm-hmm. Iconic still into you it's okay. just so sweet um looking up oh okay Oof, i like up. that one flames um and hallelujah hallelujah okay okay cool 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 uh, the lyric that sticks out is um it's like i can't let these eyes see the end i can't hallelujah. force these eyes I can't to see force the end these eyes to see the end yeah Oof, hallelujah is a problem um i can go on and on yeah that's cool that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so that is our uh top 10 yeah paramore songs so now i will get into some other contributions or i guess collaborations two shout outs i want to give once again to paramoremusic.com but also to a instagram page called the paramore family because I reached, yeah, because I reached out to both of them uh, to kind of help me bring in as much of the fan base to share their favorite Paramore songs and why. And people came through and actually really helped out, which is mm-hmm. crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love when fan bases like yeah. connect and make real efforts to keep their faves' music still in rotation and find different interpretations of it and what to do with it. Yeah, I love that. This first one comes from Instagram, and this is Ethan. So he writes, hey, um, my favorite Paramore song is My Heart, because it makes me feel that the way Haley sings resembles a breaking heart. In the way that the song is slow and radiates pain, and the screaming and vocal fry that eventually comes in empowers that even more. He also wrote, I have a lot of favorite Paramore songs, Mm -hmm. so it was hard to pick just one, but he picked my heart and he also said crush 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 is very relatable (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh so thank you ethan for um helping out with that the next two are emails this one comes from shannon 
and she writes at first i thought it would be difficult to pick a favorite because honestly i've grown up with paramore as a 28 year old their music is really a soundtrack to my life but 26 has to be my favorite it's a heartbreaking song that makes me cry almost every time i listen to it the fact that it evokes so much emotion no matter how many times i listen to it tells you everything you need to know not to mention seeing this live at red rocks which she also includes is the very same show i met my fiance at she says it was also a euphoric and unforgettable experience and to paramore directly she says thank you for the music so thank you shannon for that that's wonderful that is wonderful she also she's said she's also going to see paramore in uh cincinnati in november so this return yeah she's yo shannon let me know how that goes i'm not even kidding let me know how that goes because i w- i want to go on this tour so <laughs> i want to go on this tour so bad because i know it's just going to be everything everything we want it to be but man i really hope the you tour starting again uh, the tour starts next month in October. Oh my god! And I think it stretches out through it throughout the rest of the year. I'm here for it. Yeah. So, Shannon, let me know how that goes, please. Please get back to me. Let me know how that goes. Uh, so the final email is from Maria. This one was like really touching. So she writes, "I've had my seasons about what my favorite song might be. Before it was." playing god because the lyrics are very relatable but after the death of my uncle the one that has a lot of meaning and makes me cry when i see it live on video is last hope it is opening up to love and death giving part of your heart and not being afraid of getting hurt when they leave you don't give up with your life you have to stay with us with the pain maybe you could find some beauty in life this is why my favorite song is and always will be last hope Mm. so my condolences to you, Maria. Yeah. Um, but thank you for your submission as well. I think that's about it. This yeah. is about to be the ending of uh, the Paramore episode. Yeah. And it's been a ride. It's been a ride for sure. And I have to say thank you for inviting me. Oh, no problem. Um, I'm very happy yeah, that you always, wanted to do this. Yeah. It's always an honor. I feel like especially like us like growing up as like kids in the bronx especially like black kids in the bronx who like didn't i guess we weren't supposed to be listening to it or mm-hmm. like we were like weird and different for like liking those things and like, yeah speaking the way we speak and like all the other trivial bs but like yeah i am very thankful for our friendship and i'm glad that like paramore is kind of our way our guide into our friendship Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other things besides Paramore. Right, 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 right. Like, yeah, Paramore is. Like I'll let know those... when you return, and then for another episode, because you'll be back. But thank you, on. I would love to come back for <laughs> as many episodes as you like. This is fun. Yeah, I might do one of my own these days. This you should. One of these. You should definitely. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> very relieving for sure but, um, that's yeah. why i felt like i had to take a break away from mm-hmm. being present and living life to get back to this and of then course. i'll go back to that a little bit and this is going to be the season two opener no 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 okay. season, season two episode, episode four. four yeah i'm sorry I'm, my brain is all over the place no it's episode okay four you mentioned that before and i just remembered it's okay um but yeah thank you so much oh no no, no problem amazing no and problem if paramore ever hears this 
thank you yes thank you um, thank you fans thank you of guys Paramore. thank you for your submissions mm-hmm. thank you for everyone who had something to do with this episode and yes. this podcast it's been really amazing yes uh i also want to give a birthday shout out to sanji she was on season one Ooh. um it's a birthday today and happy birthday sanji yes <laughs> happy birthday i don't own the rights to the snippet i played i just want to put that out there and the snippet that i'm going to play but uh to close out the show but thank you everybody we do not for waiting yes but thank you everybody for waiting thank you those who are part of this any questions or uh concerns or more musings of paramore yeah or or music recommendations too yeah definitely you can reach out to uh the instagram at more to it podcast uh, What's you, your Instagram personally on? Do you have a pers- do you share I, I, No, I don't. Okay. I don't. We just, we just I know that it. most people like at the end of the podcast, I was like, oh my God, like what's your Instagram handle? No, I, I did that in the only episode I did by myself and I just left it at that. Like I don't advertise myself. I just keep it strictly like this. <laughs> as anonymous as one can be. Yeah, no, I just keep it strictly like boom. Okay. Like if you heard the episode, then you know, and mm-hmm. you probably looked for me, but if you don't, then you don't. Yeah, what what about you? Any um shout outs or plugs or anything you wanna give? I mean, like I said, thank you for everyone. Thank you, Paramore, for your music that has gotten me and so many other countless souls through their painful adolescence mm-hmm. and their semi painful adulthood. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, each and every person that's ever like produced their albums, work with them, everybody, thank you. And um everyone who submitted a um a favorite song um happy birthday sanji yeah everybody that's amazing and like my instagram handles i guess are bowl of euphoria underscore if you want to like nerd out about things um i also do an open mic i co-host and co-curate a reading series at the kgb bar in the east village and it's a reading series so it's every monday fall and spring we have like a set list of readers that come by and read. And then every third Wednesday of the month, I have an open mic, which is open to any readers from 7 to 9. And the reading series is every Monday from 7 to 9 at the KGB bar. And um, yeah, bolo before you underscore. Thank you for everyone for listening. Yeah, so any questions or thoughts uh, or music you want to share, feel free to contact me at at the uh, more to it podcast that's the instagram handle um you can also send emails as others have done to more to it podcast at gmail.com so that's m-o-r-e the number two i-t-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com thank you everybody for tuning in but before i go in the words of Haley. For those of you who kind of don't know, 